Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Well, for the members in the room, you might have already checked your email and you have an idea of where we're going today because this morning I sent out an email because I sensed that the Lord was very persistent in saying the direction needs to change for the day today. And I think sometimes that can be an excuse for being underprepared. And people are like, well, the spirit of the Lord said this today. I believe God works through order, works through planning. And it is very rare that we would go off script, that we would change the message on a Sunday morning because we believe in preparation so much. But may we be interruptible to be living and breathing that when the Lord is knocking on your heart, that I have to heed. And so the message was gonna be be loved and we were gonna talk about identity. And earlier in the year, we hoped to already get to a message about waiting. And we thought, oh, that season has passed. But this whole week I kept thinking, oh, just wait, just wait, just wait. And I woke up today and I'm thinking, okay, let me, let's f- compile and finish my notes to get those to Caitlin on the topic that we already committed to. But yet wait kept coming up. So I sent out an email this morning saying, I know the Lions are playing tonight and, and, and it's been decades of waiting to get to the NFC Championship game. But in the game tonight, there's gonna be a lot of audibles that take place. And they call it a lot of times halftime adjustments is makes or break the game, is who sees the first half of the game and then says, ooh, I should have just, and then make changes in light of what I'm seeing. Now, that's exactly what I pray to invite us into today is one, to be people who we are being, but we're people who be waiting. (laughs) We be waiting. Upon who? She's like, well, that's not uh, grammatically accurate. Sure, okay. But I'm gonna be, and I'm waiting. We don't like the waiting room per se, especially if there's a level of frustration where who we're waiting for and what our expectation is. The idea that if the boat is rocking and the waves are hitting and you think it's the captain's fault and you get up there and you are so frustrated that all of the waves of life, so to speak, and you get up all the way to the captain's seat and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna lay into the captain. And you're gonna say, hey, captain, why is the boat rocking? What's going on? Why aren't you leading us to still waters and all this? And though the, the captain turns around and you're getting ready to ask a person or critique a person, but then you realize who's navigating the ship is God. It would change our posture <laughs> because if he's driving, then we know that even in the midst of something that could be choppy, that there is a good place he's leading us to. So first, our view of God is so critical to even understand the theology of waiting. We want the God of now. God doesn't work like that. He is not on your timeline. He's not on my timeline. Often we got to let our limits speak to us. Now, colds have been going around in the household left and right where kids are getting sick and then, you know, plans you had, they change. And there's an audible and they're interruptible. So therefore, I'm one, recognizing my limits as a dad and as a leader this week more than ever. But there was also this beautiful thing where we had a dumpster at the house because we were getting ready uh, to, to, we're trying to end a house project that we've been working on a really long time. So let's throw away all the trash. But in that moment, when I just was 
embracing my setting and my surroundings, so many different creative ideas came up. Why? Because I was embracing my limits and letting my setting speak to me through a dumpster. Because I oftentimes just want to move on. When's the project done? Where's the destination? Where are we going? How do I then make a plan for tomorrow? Today is what's promised. Today is the day of salvation. And I pray that in some way, you, I don't know how this is going to apply specifically to your life to be a person that waits, but I hope ultimately we will know who we are waiting for whenever we exercise a posture of waiting. Now, waiting as a Christian, waiting is not laziness. Laziness is not of God. Laziness is sin. But waiting is an active posture to know that I'm in the waiting room and I'm waiting for God to show up and show off in a way that I know it's him. I don't want to work against him. I don't want to get up to the top of the captain's chair and then be here to make a complaint, but it was God allowing it to happen the whole time in my life. I want my limits to speak to me, my season of life to speak to me. For some, you're in a season of singleness and let that width, wherever you can go and uh, for the glory of God, you can maybe touch point a lot of places. Others are in a single, uh, are in a season of marriage and depth and that pace of a cadence to try to get in sync as one. Some have teenage kids that are just, you know, kind of entering that world and little ones. Whatever season you're in, we never outgrow waiting and pausing and calibrating. Look at how Psalm 27, 14 puts it. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Do we naturally associate waiting with strength? Be strong and let your heart be courageous. It's a courageous act to wait. This is key. Last week we said, hey, be with Jesus. Be like Mary. Sit at his feet. There's a lot to do. But our position and our posture to worship Jesus matters. Because we don't want to be doing stuff that the Lord's not in. But how do we ever know unless we pause and calibrate along the way? Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous Wait for the Lord. Last week, we gave you permission to create a not-to-do list. This week, we give, hopefully, permission in this body here to, uh, to wait. Now, what does that mean for you? I'm not sure. It might be for someone in the house. It may just be for me, but I have a strong kind of unction that it's for many of us. And I believe the Holy Spirit is gonna speak to each one of us in some way of what waiting, that we might be trying to make something work, but it's not of God. I'll give a few examples in my own personal life, but there was even before I met Crystal, who now we've been married for 20 years, almost, I mean, almost 19, but we've been together for 20, so it's just easier I round up, and it's not 20 yet though, but there was times in my life I remember being in a relationship that I wanted to work so bad, but it wasn't of the Lord for me. It was of the Lord probably for somebody else, but it wasn't of the Lord for me. There was a time when even financially, I remember trying to invest in certain things. And I, I, whatever, whatever it may be, any time I've ever invested in something with the expectation that there's gonna get a return in a month, it never worked for me. Always lost it. 
And then there was times when, even when I tried to make something work for ministry or a project, whenever I've done it in my own power and own strength, it has never lasted. But every time I've then shifted to this place of, okay, I'm not on my timeline, I'm on God's timeline, he always brings it to pass and it's always better. We get a glimpse sometimes of, okay, that's where I'm going. But let's not miss that the process, the sanctification, the waiting room is where we find strength. That's the glory too. Not once it's done, we'll never be done. We're never, uh, we're always works in progress. It's a process that we're always in. Now, a few examples in my life just to maybe open up the hood of how this has played out. And I pray that in some way it would edify you as well. Uh, Specifically, uh, these are in no uh, order, but just writing these in my journal was the church we're in right now I thought I would never see because I was recording a project in Atlanta in 2009 and working with some big producers that worked on some of Lecrae's stuff. So I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is, I'm there to record a record. This is so cool. This has been a long time coming. And, and I was in this church plant called Blueprint with Pastor Dehati Lewis and I remember sitting in the crowd and looking around, and as Pastor Dehati Lewis, he was saying, hey, we're, uh, if you're looking for a church that meets in the building all the time or that we have a program for everything, you've picked the wrong church. But if you're looking for a church that is a touch point that rallies and goes on mission and then goes send you out to where life exists, then you pick the right church because Blueprint is trying to be in the city for the city and like the city. And it was as if the Holy Spirit whispered me in that moment. He said, look around. They were in a, a, a old kind of warehouse in the basement. And it was like, look around, this is you. And I didn't know what that meant. I was like, this is you. Like, wait, I'm trying to make rap music happen. The last thing I think I'm ever gonna be is a pastor. <laughs> like, there's just no way I'll never be good enough. I, God, do you know my rap sheet, so to speak? You know what I, you know my wrestles, you know my struggles. And then that led to a couple years of wrestling with God and saying, hey, God, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he's like, look, your life's been bought with a high price. How do you get to decide how I'm going to use it? So then you fast forward several years later in 2014. So five years later, I get invited by Pastor Brad Leach, pastor of City Life Philly, to join their team. My wife and I are out to dinner with them. They're recruiting us to move to Philly to help be on their staff, maybe bring uh, rap music for the Lord out there and, and make it in the house there. And we're eating uh, Italian dinner, kind of, they're, they're courting us, so to speak. Like, hey, come to Philly, look at Philly, look at Philly. And my grandpa is from Philly, so we always grew up liking Philly stuff. So we're, hey, we're moving to Philly. Like, it's about to go down. And, uh, and he stops mid-sentence. And he looks at me, he goes, do you have a church plant in your heart? And I started weeping. I was like, that was the only thing I've never shared with anybody. And then in a moment, God fast forwarded what I waited five years for, just to even tell somebody, he found me. God finds you. I'll give another example. I remember we wanted to build a music studio in 2005. And then in 2006, and then it was on my journal in 2007. And then in 2008, and then 2009, and 2011, and 2012, and then we decided finally to break ground after all this time. We're just going to break ground. We got no money. I was outside shooting basketball, and this guy pulls up, and he goes, I recognize that jump shot anywhere. I used to coach his son. 
And then he picks up the phone, calls me after this little convo on the basketball court. He goes, hey, tell me about what you're doing with the music ministry nowadays. Told them, and they wrote the whole check, $55,000 for the music studio in two weeks. It went from nothing for seven years, and then two weeks, all the capital came in. Now, sometimes when we hear these testimonies, we think, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I, wanna, I want it to come to, no, no, I don't know when. <laughs> you don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know when. I remember when God started giving us the, the vision to even have children. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I, I saw a vivid like dream in a moment where it was like, oh, I think that was our child. And I told my wife, because I always associated children. As soon as you have children, this isn't knocking. If your dream is to always have children, like shout out, you can either maybe, like you might have kids, you might foster kids. Like there's just so much beauty in investing in the next generation. But for me, I never genuinely thought about having kids. I associated with kids as your dreams are done as soon as you have kids and you become soccer dad and you got a van and that's just all that's going down, which now we have a van. And, and, and I, just, I just never thought, like I didn't have a, a vision for it. But the Lord did. The Lord did. And he, he found me. He woke me up in a dream. So I feel like in one sense, I'd be letting you down to say that God does show up. And I believe he's showing up to all of us, but we're not calibrated in a position where we're waiting. We're trying to force it or rush it. And once we wait upon him, good things happen. Take the pandemic. There was a lot of challenges that took place in the pandemic. Oh, the wars are long and we can talk about them. But there was the Lord positioning in a way that we wouldn't have seen. Because we weren't able to meet in this building, eventually we got a lease in all of the rooms where the kids are, and then we got to stretch dollars because in a year of not meeting, we got to work in the rooms and DIY, and every dollar that we were able to give to renovate the space, we didn't have to pay for labor because we didn't have to meet. So we were positioning, the Lord was positioning us even when we didn't know how. Now, hindsight's always 2020. Enough about me. What are you in that you might be rushing, that you might be trying to make it happen? What relationship are you in that God might not be in? What frustration when you haven't seen something come to pass yet? There could be even grief and you're waiting upon the Lord to heal you, soothe you, could be a constant ailment or some form of addiction that God wants to step in today and he loves you and he cares about it. So I'll end with uh, this before we go into a little exercise. The waiting room might, might be a shallow example when, you're, when you go to the doctor and you wait. Because oftentimes when you go to the doctor and you wait, nothing changed. There is moments where you get a pill or what, you know, like you get a cast if you broke your arm. And, um, but sometimes the change is incremental or even worse yet, you're set up for massive disappointment. It just didn't work. So you start to build up this level of, ah, I'm just going to deal with disappointment the rest of my life. And every time I go to the waiting room, ah, I know what to expect. I don't like waiting here. I don't like waiting here. It is infinitely different when we wait for the Lord. Because when God steps in, he's perfect. When God steps in, he's always good. When God steps in, he's always kind. When God steps in, he always sees you. He holds you, he's gentle. And so I want us in this moment to get a 
a healthy view of your loving father to know who you're waiting for, to reset every maybe bad example that you've ever had or an absent dad or the, 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 the feeling of being abandoned or betrayed and to know that when we wait for the Lord, it's good. He breathes life and he can do in an instant what you longed for and forced and even maybe our own strength for decades and decades and decades. Because when the Lord sets the table, there is a freedom. There is a pace of grace. And it's something that's even hard to quantify in words. So to get us ready, um, we're going to take three deep breaths. The Old Testament word for uh, soul is also uh, a word used for breath. And if you notice, a lot of times when we're feeling anxious, our breath feels quenched. So we're going to create space and then we're going to listen to a very rough. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me emphasize rough. We're going to listen to a rough draft from about 10 years ago of a song that articulates this idea of waiting. There's scriptures that, are, that I read that I want to be spoken and imparted into our lives that our faith would grow by hearing the word of God. There's a, a poem or a rap that the overdubs aren't good. It's not mixed right, but the words, they pierce. And this has been a song that has ministered to us behind the scenes for the last decade. And this has always been an unreleased portion of it that has a rap, that has the Bible, then it has some improv preaching. And I would put it in the background and you got to hear, it's, it's the song Wait that they sang during worship to start today. That, you got to hear the polished version of the worship song, but we've always had this extended version that would have preaching and rapping on. And in the background, in some of the seasons that are the most challenging for my life, I've just put this on repeat, and it seems to move the needle more than I ever could in my strength. So I pray that's what it would do for you. And I think to, to, to get us ready for that is, I, I think God's gonna speak in ways that I can't say. Invite to pull out your phone, maybe close your eyes, write a word down, something that for you that God is gonna speak as this song ministers to us and cuts through uh, today. I prayed that would happen. So let's, now we'll take three deep breaths to get ready for it. The song is nine minutes long and then we're gonna worship and we have 20 minutes left in the order of service because we do believe in order, but just because the kids would really, they're happy when we get out on time. Amen? All right. We're going to breathe in our nose, and we're going to exhale out our mouth. There's one. Let's go two. And then one more. Wait. Trying to do this all by myself Anybody out there It's a small cry for help This is what I speak when it's felt That I can't deal with the hand that I was dealt And it seems there's no help But could it be That my Father God is making me wait on Him patiently 
change my perspective That time I wanted but was waiting Is it possible? It was his heaven protection Lead another direction To keep me in the shelter Warm in the cold water Blessing Blessing Judge is standing at the door. 
as an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. My soul waits for the Lord. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark my iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I will wait for the Lord. My soul waits. In his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. My soul waits for the Lord. Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Psalm 62, 1. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress, I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will all of you attack a man to better him? Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourselves in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your hearts. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and justice as the new day. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Wait for the Lord and keep his way and he will exalt you to inherit the land and you will look on when the wicked are cut off. Psalm 33, verse 20, verse 22. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him. Because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us. Even as we hope in you. Psalm 119, 48. I will lift my hands towards the commandments which I love. I will meditate on your statutes. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Lastly, it quotes, All things to come to him who waits, provided he knows what he's waiting for.
God is not done. It's not by might or power, but by God. Zechariah 4, 6, the steadfast love of our maker. It's the maker of the universe who fights on behalf of his kids. It's good news that God is interceding for us at the right hand of the Father when we don't get it all or we don't have all the plans, but that's where we can have freedom and hope because our hope is not in what's seen and our hope is in the everlasting listening to that over the years, it has a way to calibrate what's most important. Now I pray and hope that today is a day that does the same for you. That maybe there's something you've been working on that the Lord's just saying, wait. Now, there's certain things, of course, you just shouldn't put off. One of which is the only way you and me can be saved. Jesus. Don't say, oh, tonight or tomorrow. This isn't to create some false level of urgency. It's just to be accurate to say there's no other name to which God has granted that you and me can be saved. Sin separates separates us from God and we can never get back to him. We'll never be good enough, but thank God for grace that when we put our faith in Jesus and his finished work on the cross, who lived a sinless life and died in the death for me and you to be redeemed, be bought and be brought to wholeness with God. And he rose from the dead to destroy the final enemy, which is the grave. And when you put your faith in him, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you're born again, but it's not just save me, it's also lead me as Lord. And we surrender, but there's gonna be a journey to that. And we're all on that together. And then being on that journey, there's some times when the Lord is gonna speak. And maybe it'll just be something in our soul that just feels right. It's like, ah, oh, stop, sit down. I'll carry that. Watch when I find you or I breathe life into a situation what you've waited years for in a moment, he can do anew. Who'd be here today and said, you know, I just have something in my life that I, I need to wait and I'm outpacing God. If that's you, will you raise your hand? I see hands going up. There's many of us. It's okay. It's no shame. It's a time to say, you know when they come in the, uh, the waiting room and they're like, Jerome, Veerling, you here? And he's like, oh, that's me, you know. God sees that. God, you see your kids. And they're saying they can't and they're asking for your help. And we wanna wait upon you today. We know who we're waiting for, you. And we thank you that we are in the presence of the chief shepherd who does not lose one of his sheep, who completes what he began and will bring it to pass. And we trust you today to wait, to wait, to wait.
I don't want to overstep my boundaries, but I also feel a level of resistance, you know, and this is maybe just to speak to the person who's like, ah, but, but I got I to gotta, I gotta get mine. I got to go make it happen. It's like, are you sure? Well, you don't know my story. You don't know. God does. Maybe he just wants to sit with you for a little bit. think of the word wait well it's spelled a different way w-e-i-g-h-t there's wait it's healthy it's like a healthy level of wait say I'm, I'm here I'm gonna let the Lord repair that relationship I'm not gonna try to cope with false idols and false gods that they just, they aren't the one. God, your weight is significant in my life. Therefore, I'm going to wait. Freedom in Jesus' name to wait. We wait upon the Lord.
Peter chapter 3 has always been a, a ministered to me from a eschatology standpoint, the study of end things, end times. And this idea of waiting for the Lord isn't a new thought. And specifically, we might be thinking in our own life in a one, in a certain setting, but there is this this grand corporate thing for all of humanity, which is, okay, if God is good and Jesus came and he ascended, but where is he at? Why is he not coming back? When is he going to come in, in, in return? And this chapter speaks of it. It says, I'm going to pick it up for verse three. It says, they will say, where's the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlooked this fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God. And that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perish. But by the same word, the heavens and the earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years in a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you. But that all should come to repentance. The real reason Jesus hasn't returned yet because he longs for more people to come to repentance, to change their way. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief and then the heavens will pass away with the roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed since all these things are thus to be dissolved. What sort of people ought you to live in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn but according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. I wanted to read that because there's going to be this lie that continues to go out in society that when we wait, that's a sign of weakness. Quite opposite. It's a sign of strength. And Christians were being mocked for that 2,000 years ago. Of course, there's a time to act. You see somebody hurting and struggling. No, of course. We are not busybodies just preparing for parties. We want to do for one as we're loved by the one. And we don't want to work in our own strength. We want to wait and renew our strength like eagle's wings. So you have a freedom to leave this place to wait. Wait for God to repair. Wait for God to restore. Wait for God to call somebody back home. Because he will return one day. And it will be like a thief in the night. And we want to be found in him and for him along the way. And one great way to be able to be sure of that is just to stop along the journey and say, hey, God, and stuff I'm doing, should that stop? <laughs> Am I outpacing you? My bad. Let me fall back. We'll be here next week, 10 a.m. and 11.30. All races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving the city one life at a time. And we won't stop until he makes all things new. Have the best waiting day of your life.
listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.